who has been a Christian the longest? How long, Bill? 80 years. Can anybody beat that? No. <laughs> I'm only at 50, 52. Oh, is that, yeah, 52. 53 years. Who's been a Christian the shortest? Don't be shy. Lynn, how long have you been one? Five? How old were you when you got saved? Five. Okay, so who's been shorter than 40 years? So you're the youngest one here. Greg. Greg, how long have you been a Christian? Yeah, you put it on the spot. <laughs> Your late 40s or 30 years? 30 years. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So who has a testimony they want to share that God's been doing in your life in the last month? Put you on the spot. This is warm-up because uh, in the near future we'll start having testimonies in the morning service where you'll be put on the spot to give your testimony, to stand up and have a mic and give your testimony. Um, yeah, you, well, you won't be put on the spot. You'll know in advance that you get to be, you can say yes or no if you want to give a testimony. And the reason is, all of us need to know what God's doing in all of our lives. Because sometimes we get out there all by ourselves and think that um, nobody's gone through the same thing I've gone through. And then they hear somebody stand up and give their testimony about what God has done, and they go, wow, that's the same problem or difficulty I'm having. So you get to practice tonight. Who wants to share their testimony? I talked a little bit this morning, so you know, don't be shy. It doesn't have to be long. What's God done in your life in the last month? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is he saying in the middle of all this to you? Or maybe you'll be the new teen leader. <laughs> yeah, you know all of them. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to break this thing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Right before Easter. Uh huh. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Anybody else? In, in the 23rd Psalm, while you, some of you are thinking what your testimony is going to be, in the 23rd Psalm, uh, please tell me your name again because I always... Gene, there we go. And Gene, yeah. there we go. There you go, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the 23rd Psalm, that, that verse where it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's usually when we're sick in bed, I think. <laughs> he, he makes us lay down. I, I've only, well, I've experienced it a couple times. but And Lynn's had to take care of me. But it seems in those times, in the middle of recovering, God seems to talk to us as well. Or makes us really grumpy, one of the two. Uh, anybody else have a testimony they want to share? There it is. 
<laughs> cool. Anybody else want to share one? <laughs> Isn't it amazing how God uses us? Like, not all of us could do what you have done with Dale. You know, but you have, God's given you the abilities and the talents that you can be used like that. You know, and, and in, as a church body, we can't all be the same because not everybody out there is the same. People that are attracted to me and that I can relate to and deal with may not be the same ones that you can. So if we're not all doing our job relating to the different people, it's not going to get done, and there'll be a group of people that don't get to hear about Jesus because we didn't allow God to use our talents and abilities to reach those people. Does that make sense? Good. <laughs> I hope so. Is there another testimony? Don't be shy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's good that we wonder. Otherwise, we wouldn't look for the answer. You know, we would just sit there and wait for somebody to tell us the answer if we don't wonder. So it's good that we, that we wonder. Anybody else have a testimony they want to share? Okay. And we're happy to be here, too. We're very happy to be here. It was... We've always said that we won't go any place that God doesn't call us to. And every time I've tried to send out resumes, nothing happens. And I think every place we've been is because somebody called us. It's not because we sent out resumes. Is that correct? <laughs> um, well, except for maybe when we went to Canada. And the reason that, that we left then is because the senior pastor said, I'm going to give my resignation, but I won't give my resignation until you have a place to go because I can't guarantee where I go I can take you with me. So we had to look for a job then. But that's the only time that I can remember that it, that wasn't us being called. And so, yeah, you had to wait till God finally got through to us, I guess. <laughs> but the, yeah, Lynn, your turn. This was in March, right? Oh, this okay. No, almost two. Aaron. Yeah, our first grandchild. In November, so that's the Aaron. You'll get to meet Memorial Weekend. Her and her husband will be here. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Lynn's wanted to be a grandma for a long time. <laughs> it, it got so bad. It, um, a couple years ago, Aaron and Blaine said, "Mom, you're not getting any grandchildren because you asked too much. The only one that's going to get a grandchild will be Dad." Because he doesn't ask. <laughs> and Blaine's parents weren't getting grandchildren either because they asked too much. And I'm going, see, it should be more like me. No. 
But we have a grand, uh, she calls it a little monster because she's always hungry and tired. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. Any other testimonies that you want to share? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how he works like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. One of the reasons I ask you for your testimony, I did say, is because we're going to start eventually doing it on Sunday mornings, having a person that will share their testimony and what God's doing. But it's also because we need to be in the habit of sharing what God's doing in our lives. And also because Greg's the youngest Christian here, He's almost an adolescent Christian, 20 years. Um, It makes us people that have walked with God a long time. And we need to be sharing our experiences with God with those that haven't walked as long or aren't walking with God. And and to, to that end... I we're just going to I'm just going to talk a little bit this evening about it but to that end in in this evening service we're going to go through Ephesians 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 sound like I'm from the south um Ephesians and the reason we're going through Ephesians is because it's that epistle of Paul is written to Christians it's not written to the lost it's not written to people that don't know God. It's written to people that does know God. And he's not dealing with, you know, like in Corinthians, he had to deal with improper relationships. And a, a lot of, and in, like, he had to tell Timothy how to handle the people that were causing trouble in the church. It was to a church that things were going well, and it's talking about how to live as a body of Christ. It talks about unity. It talks about spiritual gifts. It talks about how to relate to each other. It talks about spiritual warfare. And what our responsibility as Christians is. And as you know, Paul, sometimes called Saul, and I was looking that up. His name wasn't changed, by the way. He was born in Tarsus, which is in Turkey. He's a Roman citizen. And Saul is a Latin name, but he's also Jewish. Paul is the same name in Hebrew. So the reason his books were always signed Paul is because they were all written to the Gentiles, to the Roman Empire. And he wanted to make the relationship easy for them. And so he always signed it Paul, but he, it was interchangeable. Luke in, in Acts said that he was Saul, also known as Paul. So he already had both names. And, and you know the history of Paul, I think. <laughs> he started out a terrible guy. And, and when he got saved, and he was going down to get 
a group of Christians that were already in jail to bring them back to Jerusalem to put them on trial and to kill or beat them. And on the way to Damascus, everything changed. Jesus got a hold of him. And, and Paul is one of the few, you know, after, after Jesus went back up to heaven, Paul is one of the few that Jesus appeared to and said, follow me. What are you doing? Follow me. He said that to all his disciples and, and everybody that while he was here on earth. But when he went back to heaven, it was us relating his, his life to other people. But Paul got a personal appearance. And, and the book to the Ephesians, which is the town of Ephesus, which was the third largest city in the Roman Empire, very rich city. It was the gateway to Asia. And, and he was writing to the Christians that were there, that, that he knew personally on how to relate, on how to be a body of Christ. And if you, you remember what Jesus said, he said that it's the church that's going to save the world. Through the church, he was going to save the world. And so Paul was training them in the city of Ephesus, the gateway to Asia, how to be a body so that people could be saved. And how to live. We, you know the verse, we sing the song, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. You know it's not talking about our love to the people out there, right? It's talking about our love to the people in here. They, they'll want to be a part of this when they see how much we love each other. And you guys do a great job. I've only been here. Tomorrow will be a week. I guess this is our seventh day, isn't it? <laughs> and and the, the three weekends that we were here, there's a lot of love that goes on here. A whole lot of love. And my goal is that, that we became, become a stronger body so that it shines greater into John Day and into Grant County and into the United States and into the world. That's my goal. It won't always be easy. But we'll learn how through Ephesians uh, part, you know, Ephesians 2.10, where God's handiwork is the scripture I used this morning. You, you start with Ephesians 4, and it says, put up with each other. It says, bear with each other. Be completely humble, be completely gentle, be completely patient. And put up with each other in love, glued together with peace. Sounds like a family, doesn't it? You know, the names we have for our brothers and sisters, even at our age, the, name we ha- the names we have and the stories we tell and when we get together, the stories we tell on each other, but it, we still love each other and put up with each other and would do anything for each other. And as a, a body of Christ, we need to do that. And then you go on into Ephesians 6, it talks about, it, it talks about spiritual warfare and about when the day of evil will come. And right after all of that and the armor of God, it says, and pray continually. 
and pray for me too. That's Paul talking, but it's me talking too. Pray for me too that I will not be afraid to share God's good news. And we have to do that with each other. And I skipped Ephesians 5, which talks about um, some are called to be apostles, some are called to be prophets, some are called to be evangelists, some are called to be preachers, and some are called to be teachers. And that is important for us, too. And we'll throw in the end of Matthew where Jesus said, Go ye into all the world. Go and make disciples. Go and baptize. And he didn't say, all of you that have that gift, he said, go you. And, we, and that goes back to uh, what was said about we all have different personalities that attract different people that enable us to share God with those people. And if we wait for somebody that just has a gift of evangelism to do all the work, a lot of people get missed. Clear down to um, this morning, Marla was talking about her grandma that prayed for her great-grandchildren. I had a grandma like that, too. You know, I had an uncle in, um, he was a Marine in World War II, in the South Pacific, hit six of the bloodiest beaches, including Okinawa, and lived. He was one of two in his battalion that survived World War II. And it was because of my grandma praying. She had rheumatoid arthritis. She was 70-something when I was born. And she had rheumatoid arthritis. All she could do was sit there. She could... She couldn't hardly even walk. But man, could she pray. And we have that responsibility too. Especially those of us that have been Christians forever. We know Jesus. We know his name and he knows our name too. And we have the responsibility to pray for the younger generation, those that haven't been Christians as long. Because the truth is, if we're not reaching out, in 10 years, this church won't exist because we'll all be dead. Or almost dead. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and well, maybe. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> Lynn's giving me the evil eye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 20 years. Or 30. But, but you know what I'm trying to say. Is, is we have the responsibility because we know how it's done to help others know how it's done and to know Jesus. We, Paul put it this way, that the old men and the old women, which is how he put it, should train the young ones so that they know how to do it. We have that responsibility. And so we're going to learn through Ephesians how to, you know, what, what Paul says how a body of Christ should live. So your homework for next week is read Ephesians chapter 1. We won't get all the way through it, but read it, because next week your homework will be read Ephesians chapter 1 again, because we're going to go through it together and come with some questions and some answers and some insights of what God has said to you in Ephesians chapter 1. 
and that's, that's what God's laid on my heart. This is the first uh, Sunday night in 11 years we've been with adults. Our, our Sunday nights have always been two and a half hours with teenagers. And so, so, you know, I, I don't know what to do without playing some games and eating some food, too. <laughs> yeah. But, but God has, we're going to treat this like a discipleship group, and we're going to learn together to be like Christ. And you can invite any and everybody you want, because your responsibility will be, as, long as, as well as mine, is to take what God has said here and move it into the rest of the body. Okay? So to that end, we need to spend some time in prayer. I know it's a quarter to seven, but we need to spend the next 15 minutes in prayer. And um, this is how I would like to do it. If it doesn't work, we won't ever do it this way again. Um, <laughs> we'll find a different way to spend time in prayer. And I, I want us to pray as a group and not, you know, little groups, but a whole group. So let's start with physical prayer requests. And then we'll go to um, spiritual, you know, emotional and spiritual. But let's start with physical prayer requests. And, and the way I would like to do it is put all of you on the spot. When there's a request, I'll ask one of you to pray for it right then, okay? And then we'll go to the next request so that we don't forget. And my wife's really good at writing them down, except she doesn't have paper or a pencil this time. Uh, but, and the rest of you can write them down too because we shouldn't pray just one time for it. We should keep praying about it and praying for it. So are there um, any physical prayer requests? And we'll just take them one at a time, okay? And then we'll each, well, you all will take turns praying, and I'll take turns praying too. And then we'll go to spiritual and, and for the church and the community. Okay? Any physical prayer requests? I'll start. Pray for Elise. She's traveling. Uh, you'll get to meet her sooner or later. She flies out from China. It's 13 hours ahead of us. So she flies out at like 11 o'clock at night on the 10th from China. She lands at 2 o'clock in the morning, um, 24 hours later, but it's still the 10th, if it makes sense, <laughs> in Portland. So be, be praying for her. And the reason she's coming back is physical. Um, not only the stress, but the pollution has made her breathing difficult, and she got Giardia, and it's not cured, it doesn't seem so. All sorts of things like that. So, uh, 